This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Tuesday the 9th of February. Justin, listen to this one. Mm-hmm. Nab has been forced to repay an elderly couple over $200,000 after they were caught up in a cryptocurrency scam <laughs> and the bank wasn't able to prove that they warned the couple about the risks. Ooh. Barack and Michelle Obama have yes. unveiled six new Netflix projects. Ooh. Six. Big. We're talking two TV series and four feature films for the flicks. Lucrative stuff, I reckon, mm-hmm. Justin. And we have three probably lucrative stories for this Tuesday. <laughs> Let's do it. For our first, Westpac's corporate venture capital division, which invests in early stage tech companies, mm-hmm. is set to receive a $300 million payday. My, oh my, what a day for Westpac. <laughs> what is the story here? Back in 2014, Westpac established an investment fund named Reinventure mm-hmm. that specifically invests in early stage financial tech companies. And back in 2015, Reinventure backed cryptocurrency exchange Coinbase. Now, my man, long, long, long story short, mm-hmm. over the last five years or so, Coinbase went from relatively small, not very popular or cool, to industry behemoth. Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, mm. Ripple, they've yes. got them all. And nice. now they're expecting to IPO in the next few weeks. Market valuation is expected to be over $65 billion. Meaning Westpac's Reinventure could receive around 300 million bucks from that. But even though Westpac's Reinventure is proving to be very successful for the bank, the two, Westpac and Reinventure, are actually breaking up. So what's the key learning here? Large companies like Westpac have long sensed the potential value of investing in external startups. But more often than not, they just can't seem to get it right. Mm, And here we seem to have another great example. In 2014, when Reinventure was founded, corporate venture capital was niche. Particularly in financial services. And then came the followers. We're talking NAB followed ANZ Mm and CBA all launch similar offerings. But Brett, the problem is there is often a misalignment between the objectives and priorities and even values between a big bank like Westpac Mm. and an early stage investor like Reinventure. Think about it, Justin. The investor is attracted to things that are high risk and emerging trends on the fringe, Mm -hmm. all that jazz. Whereas Westpac is not. (laughs) Hence the breakup. Seems amicable though. I guess. For our second story, China is exploring the idea of taking its digital currency global as it aims to replace the US dollar as the number one currency on earth. Ooh, big, bold, progressive move from China. Mm -hmm. What is the story here? Okay, China's central bank has set up a partnership with SWIFT, Mm -hmm. i.e. the Global System for Cross-Border Payments. And Brett, this move sparked a little bit of speculation. Yeah, and why is that? Well, there's talk that China wants to get the whole world using its digital currency. Now, we know that China wants the number one spot, Mm -hmm. but there's just one problem. The Chinese currency, the yuan, isn't nearly as widely used or adopted in trade around the world like the US dollar is. So what's the key learning here? China's thinking, if we can go digital first, Mm -hmm. before the US, even before Europe, then maybe we could make the yuan the world's favourite digital currency. And why would they be interested in this? Well, it could provide China with big global privileges. Privileges that have been enjoyed by the US for (laughs) many, many, many decades. This includes becoming a major power in the world's financial markets. Being the safe haven currency that global citizens buy. And also, it's just symbolic. Kind of like a seal of approval for Chinese markets Mm -hmm. and institutions and policies. 
For our third and final story, green bonds, sometimes referred to as climate bonds, are expected to reach $850 billion in 2021. Justin, talk me through this one. All right, first things first, a green bond is a corporate loan or debt investment Mm. that is designed specifically to support climate-related or environmental projects. Now, talk me through what they actually do. Well, the green bonds generally finance the projects that are aimed at improving energy efficiency. Or pollution prevention. Or sustainability. Sustainable agriculture. Or what about clean transportation? And clean water. Now, green bonds are expected to grow by around 32% this year to that $850 billion. What's the key learning here? Countries around the world are becoming significantly more aware and accountable for achieving net zero emissions targets. And green bonds slash sustainable finance has a major role to play. In the US, the Biden administration is very open about its plans to ramp up their focus on sustainable finance. Mm -hmm. They've been talking new policies around clean energy and reducing reliance on fossil fuels so b-man speaking of fossil fuels how is australia going yeah well australia's green bond market is still a cute little bubba (laughs) compared to where it will be in the next few decades currently around 15 billion dollars but scomo did finally announce that australia aims to be net zero emissions by 2050 a few days ago so we can all hope this grows pretty pretty Pretty, quickly flux fam imagine there was a lottery where you could win a life-changing amount of money but you didn't need to pay for it ticket. Instead, all you had to do was save $25. That is our new game, Win the Week. Add 25 bucks to your savings account. Guess a seven-digit number correctly. And you could win up to $250,000. And Justin, three people guaranteed to take away 100 bucks every week just by saving. This week's winners are Kayla from Queensland, Ace from New South Wales, and we've got James from WA. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>